Hello ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome to another edition of Ugo's Take and today we'll be having Creators Attack which will be featuring Jason Barrett, the creator, the writing creator of Hero Comics and we'll be having a deep discussion about how indie creators can collaborate, the challenges they face and how they could really have an impact in in the industry in the movie industry animation industry and so on and so forth so just hold on one second i'll try to see if i could uh, put a call through to jason barrett and would get straight into the discussion for today's episode Hello, good evening, my brother. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. So, um, I tried to get through to you earlier, but I guess I'm guess I was guessing you were a bit busy or something. So, um, yeah, I'm just on the other line. I was just on the other line. My apologies. Okay. So, um, I didn't even, I didn't hear the phone. That that this phone's on silence. I've come through just seen it flashing by the time I got to it it's gone I'll just try to call you back quickly <laughs> okay okay uh, no problem my brother um so uh, it was nice having you on the last time we had a really good time uh, with discussions we had and um today we'll be having um a discussion about I just want to get your feel about um the challenges indie content creators face um in terms of collaboration um in terms of getting their work out there and what uh, could people do what could content creators do to um to buck the trend so uh, let's just um hear your thoughts um yeah i mean wow where to where to start on 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 those subject matters i mean there is there is so many obstacles um uh, 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 for being an independent content creator, first of all, the financial implications of it. You know, bringing a book, depending on the kind of t- the level of the team that you have around you, bringing a book to print is probably going to cost you the better part of ten thousand pounds. Wow! And you, you've not even started marketing yet. And one of the one of the important things, one of the mistakes I made when I put out book one was, I, and, and what happens a lot with independent creators is we spend all our resources and all our money on creating the project on actually getting the product done yeah. so what i did was i've got the money the budget is 10 grand and by the time i get to the finish line i've spent nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine pounds you know i've got a pound left and there you go bam there you go and now i've got the product and i'm happy and it's brilliant oh my god gloss lamp finish perfect paperback 50 pages are amazing amazing but nothing nothing left for marketing and advertising so how on earth is anyone going to know about it so you send it out on your whatsapp you know none of your friends respond and then you start hating them because you think man it's supposed to be my friends and they don't bloody support me and they don't bloody support me and you're falling out with them because 
you know, you're expecting them, you know, your 10 mates to buy it at least. And exactly. You realize, <laughs> at least, at least I should get um, yeah, at least. 40 pounds, at least. I should be able to get 40 pounds yeah, at least from my 10 friends. I mean. <laughs> and, and so what happens is you, you you can open up the door for bitterness and for resentment and for frustration and, and anger because you didn't plan properly. So there's a right there's a writer called Dr. Claude Anderson and what Dr. Claude Anderson says and I believe it is that whatever your budget for your project is, make sure you have a minimum of the same amount for advertising and marketing. Okay. So if it's gonna cost you ten grand, you need to have twenty grand. Do not even start unless you've got 20 grand because what will happen is you're going to spend your 10 grand you're going to end up with a great production or great product or great item and no one's going to buy it you may as well have threw that 10 grand away because you end up sitting down in your house with boxes and boxes and boxes of heroin but one and no one's buying them because no one knows about it there's no point in having the best product in the world if nobody knows about it and I think that is a uh, a, a mistake that a lot of content creators um, make, make is yeah. that they use all of the money on the budget alone and have nothing in reserve for marketing right. and advertising. Yeah. And then what happens is their their products end up getting shelved and you never hear of it again. And I think honestly, I honestly think that takes out at least ninety percent of independent creators, and it and it burns their fingers. You you, you burn if you can't afford to come back from that loss. You know, not a lot of people can afford to just write off 10 grand, you know, or whatever it is. Not a lot of people can afford to do that. Yeah. You know, and so you know, I, when I made the first um, feature film, um, I spent a bit, around about 200,000 on that film. And I wow. was, again, out of my own pocket. Wow. Had no money left at the end of it for marketing and advertising. And, um, and so the film did nothing, didn't move any units, did nothing really, because I'd run out of all the money. And then I ended up with, you know, a great product, you know, 120 minutes film, feature film with some great UK actors and nothing to do with it. I can't move it. And I just got, I got lucky that I managed to sell it in America. Um, and that was just by a friend of mine introducing me to some people that he knew and going to a film festival out there and then someone at the festival saying, look, you know, we'd be interested in distributing this film. And I was just like, pleased, because literally the film is it's, it's done nothing. It's done nothing because I, 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 that's it, all the money was gone. But all I was concentrating on was getting it done. And I think creators um, must also understand that this is a business. Exactly. You know, exactly. and, and, and to make sure you understand the business side of it as well. And the business side of it is distribution. The business side of it is marketing, advertising. These are the business elements that a lot of creative people don't um, don't actually have. And so what they end up doing is, as I say, just spending all the money on getting it done, making it the best that it can be. And then you end up with an amazing product and, 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 and no one ever hears about it. Yeah. Um... As you were speaking, something came to my mind because uh, I'm thinking. Because when you talk of content creators, mm-hmm. you have different types of content creators. Now you have content creators that um, come up with storylines, come up with the artwork, come up with the movies, for instance. You know, and you also have content creators that do marketing, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know that that's their own that's the own that's their own type of content that they make, you know. Yes. For instance, I 
this podcast I'm doing right now is a type of content, but it's not um, creating comics or creating artwork. Um, though I'm a massive comic book fan, I'm not a creator in that regard, you know. But so I guess my my question is: Isn't it possible for a comic book, uh, comic book slash comic uh, book movie content creator? to collaborate with let's say a marketing content creator or a comic book friendly content creator for, for say a podcast you know so you get this person to speak about your comics your work maybe not for any sort of pay for instance but you know just to have that collaboration so is this something um, indie content creators are willing to try or they're looking for a more for already established platforms to uh, market your stuff. I think um, I think by and large, if you've been in a situation where you've spent you know however much money on mm-hmm. creating something, so let's just take the film that I did for example. Yeah. So I've just spent two hundred thousand pounds on something. Exactly. It's going to be it's very difficult for me to then take a take a gamble with, with someone that's kind of like you know an up and coming marketing person or. Uh, uh, or an up-and-coming content creator that that their only investment is going to be I'm going to put you on my platform because they're going to need to get some sort of reward or some sort of recompense for, for, for the work that they put in and the person who's created whether it's the comic book or the film or whatever has already spent oh, X amount yeah, so exactly. I think that's where a lot of the time it can become problematic and if people are doing this for a hobby then that's one thing I think when you're doing a hobby doing those sort of collaborations can work um, if you're doing it as business then it, it needs to be as such it needs to be this is what this is what I'm able to, to, to give you to produce for you this is what I can kind of guarantee and this is what I'm um, I'm expecting back from it and I think that's kind of the only way it can work because the problem with things like uh, someone that's an up and coming marketing person or someone that's cool, just building their platform for example is that you you don't have an a, 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 a number value on what you can give or bring to the table yeah. so for example if you go to a particular um, uh, uh, marketing or, or promotion company that's been going for you know the better part of you know 50, 60, 20 whatever amount of years it is they have an established network they have an established so they can tell you we can produce X we can give you X we can make sure that your product is seen by 1 million 2 million 10 million 5 million 100,000 people we can guarantee you and this is what that costs we can do that whereas someone that's up and coming doesn't have that access to that data and that's kind of what you need because how then do I quantify in money terms what your service is worth if you don't even know it yourself and when I've invested such a large amount of money time effort energy and love it's very very difficult to take a gamble on something that um, potentially could could be great but also potentially could be a complete and utter disaster and if for you it's a disaster but for that other person it was sort of a shrug the shoulder I tried that kind of makes it difficult so it's hard it's it's, it's, it's really hard because um, like I say a lot of these things take take a massive amount of investment and I don't think people genuinely realise how much investment it actually takes to bring to bring this out and you know I did a video you know not too long ago basically talking about um, not focusing on friends and family 
you know, I think a lot of people go into this and they and, and not focusing on me as a black creator. I genuinely cannot. I have to do this out of having a good business plan, and it's also got to be a labour of love because the long and short of it is, if I start relying on black people to support it, when they don't, it makes you bitter towards black people, and black people are notoriously difficult um, to sell to for new products. Um, when it comes to established brands, we are probably the biggest consumers. So black people will make Black Panther the number one superhero movie. We'll go out in our droves and do that. But then someone brings out a new character, a black person, and for some reason, as much as we always say, we need to have our own thing and blah, 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 we don't support it. But if the mainstream, if tomorrow I find a deal with Marvel or DC, Believe you me, I'll have black people across the world celebrating well done and buying it crazy. Exactly. Me doing yeah. it by myself, you're not going to get that. You know, you're going to get... And the ones that do support, I always say they are very special. And I, and I genuinely mean that. It's not a sales pitch, but the people that do actually put their hand in their pockets and support with monetary support, they are very special because... It, they don't a lot of people don't recognize the cost implications of doing these things and for me i'm a black studies teacher so part of the reason that i'm doing this is i understand the importance of us being the superheroes i, I understand the importance of my black son reading a comic book about a superhero and he's black and he's got great powers and you know he, he can do great things and, and, and he's a good guy and because all of that enters into the culture and those are the kind of things the kind of images that we actually need to see um, there's a there's a scholar called Franz Fanon and Fanon basically talks about this thing called schizoid play and restricted play and without going too much into it what schizoid play is is when you're running around your back garden with your towel in the back of your t-shirt, pretending that you're Superman, what Fanon said is that you're, the child is, and in that moment, identifying as a European. They're not identifying as an African anymore. They're not identifying as black. They are imagining themselves as Superman, as the, a white man. And he proves it by talking about Asterix the Gaul. And um, I don't know if you remember those those comic books with asterisks and obelix. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do yeah, yeah. When you read those comic books, the depiction of the Africans in those comic books were always big, massive lips, um, leopard skin boxer shorts with a bone through their nose, carrying around white people on shields. And I used to read those comics and I used to laugh at the black people in those comics because I was identifying as asterisks and obelix, not realizing that I was laughing at myself. Exactly when I'm laughing at the Africans in those comic books. So it's important that we control our imagery and our narrative, you know? You know, even the guys that created Luke Cage, the white guys that created Luke Cage, they've created this guy with a big afro, with a, 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 a silver tiara around his, around his afro, and he wears a bright yellow shirt and skin-tight trousers, walking around Harlem, punching people in the face and saying, Sweet Christmas. That is just a stereotype <laughs> of a black person from the seventies, actually. And but because it's a white person, that's his vision of a black person. We're now buying it, and we're buying into that narrative. Whereas if you and I wrote it, it would be very bloody different, exactly. you know. Yeah, and, sure. the, and so I see the importance of it, and so I've now put the investment in 
to try and make a difference for not just my sons, but your son and everyone's sons and daughters that are coming up underneath us. But yet still, I don't get that um, support. And so it can lead to bitterness. So you, all of these things as an independent creator, you've got to put them out of your head. You can't, if you do it, you will be bitter. It will come across and it will just only make it worse. And you'll end up kind of um, just, you know, being angry with black people. And, you know, then you turn into that sort of black person that when anyone says about black people, oh, the problem with black people is this. And the problem with black people is they don't support each other. And, just, and you end up being one of them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay. Still on um, 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 collaboration. Um, forgive me. I just have to speak on this a little bit. Um, what about a situation where you have someone who's into because in business there's something called proof of concept you know (laughs) where you engage on some sort of enterprise to prove that your concept works you know or that is sellable you know just like um, the last discussion we had uh, when you said you um, you had some discussion with the is it the studio that created Castlevania Yes. Yeah, and with respect to having um, Heru comics or or the character Heru having an animated series on their on, yeah. on their platform for them to produce something like that. So yeah. I was thinking um, about having because one of the people I wanted to have on the show is an animated or animation creator. You know that is he's not um, he doesn't create the characters, but he's more like into 3D animation. You know so based on your characters he can then create his own he can then create the storyboarding and all that stuff so yeah i guess what i'm trying to say is isn't it possible for you as a character you created the character you created the origin story everything everything about um um, the characters the comics and stuff not possible to have such a sort of like a partnership uh, a collaboration with um let's say someone who is into an animation you know yeah and then another person as well independent as well that has um a, a youtube channel or or maybe you guys come together and have that youtube channel so you sort of like merge your skills and talents together you know and make that push you know so you probably could use the youtube channel or whatever platform to have maybe a, a mini series sort of and then drive the viewership via youtube then you could use that as something you could now um use to make an argument before any production house or um studio so what do you definitely. think definitely and i think what you've said there is an is a very very sound business plan i think that's a great business model i think that if i am i am i am actively at the moment trying to find an animator you know i i, I approached one guy um and again he, you know he needs a lot of money and i get it because when this is your living you can't expect to do things for free like i said the guys at the powerhouse they're called they they do um castlevania it's it's for 22 minutes you're looking at nearly half a million dollars is for that four hundred and eighty thousand dollars for 22 minutes of animation with these guys voices it's a lot of money and yeah. so i had another guy that did um he was from uh uh oh god what island not dominica he was from not saint thomas the other one is it oh uh, uh, toxin kids 
No, I'm not saying kids. It's, it's out that way. Ah, uh, oh, it's one of the French-speaking, one of the French-speaking uh, uh, Caribbean islands. It'll come back to me. Um, but he was, he was, he was, he was out. Um, he's from there. He, he took him seven years to do a feature film animation. It was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic, but again, and it was like a one-man show that he'd done. Um, if I can, if I can get the title, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely send it to you just for you to have a look at cool. the level that it was brilliant. But it took him seven years to do it, and I basically said to him, you know, how long? He said, you know, to be able to do it within the time frame that I would want, um, you'd need a team of ten, and you know, talking about the level of, of, of investment that you'd need to make it happen. So there is. What you're saying, if, if that was the case, if you could find someone, if I could find someone, I mean, like I say, I'm actively looking because I'm trying to now just recruit someone out of university, someone that's just passed and someone that wants to kind of make a name for themselves, you know, yeah. pass top of their class or something, sort yeah. of an animator, mm-hmm. um, to, to, to do something. Because I agree, I think what you're discuss- describing there is an excellent um, business model because well, what, that, what that does is after the fact, that gives you the tools that you require after because now you've got the proof like you said but what what you can't do is go into a relationship with someone when you put in x amount of money into a project and the proof's not there do you get what i'm trying to say to you yeah but what you're saying building the proof so having a collaboration to build the proof i'm, I'm definitely all for that yeah because um sometimes we look at um because i was speaking with I said, though I, I'm not um, a content creator because I can't draw to save my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't draw to save my life. Let's just be honest about that. But I <laughs> come up with ideas, like crazy, crazy ideas, original characters. My MacBook just died, you know, because mm-hmm. I'd already created the character, you know, a vigilante. Yeah. He's um, Sentinel Knight. That's what that was the name of the character. I'd already created. I was so pissed because I created origin story. Up to the point of uh, um, how he got his training, his powers. He left the city, came back to the city, saw the mess going. I'd already done everything, you know. And then my Mac just went bonkers, died. But 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 you said one thing. You said something quite interesting there that you can't draw. I couldn't draw. I, I couldn't draw either. I'm still not that good. Like <laughs> don't, don't, I, so what I do is. But I, I, I wanted to make a, a character, so I sat down. Okay. I bought how to draw um, um, superheroes the Marvel way by Stan Lee, okay. and um, and I started practicing with you know the way that they show you doing the shapes and stuff, and practicing and practicing. Okay. I get the drawings to a particular level, and then I bring in an, an illustrator, and I, I bring an illustrator in, so yeah. I lay out the pages. It was the way that I would do it, and they're pretty much stick men. They're not stick men, but they're you know they're not they're not very detailed drawings, but they're laid out, and I've written the script, and they're laid out how I want it to done, and I do the panels, and then I send it to the to the illustrator, and the illustrator now does the good stuff. He sends it to the colorist. The colorist does that stuff, and sometimes the illustrator will say to me, "Look, these look a bit flat. I'm going to change this angle. Or I'm going to do whatever." And I'm like, "Cool." Um, so, so there's always a way around it because I was the same as you. I couldn't draw to save my life, and I thought, <laughs> "Look, I want to create a comic book, so I'm going to have to learn how to draw um, to a decent level, and then I'll just bring in and hire someone that can do it better than me um, and bring it to the sort of level that I want." So I interviewed man on book one of Heroon. I went through uh, probably about 10 different illustrators 
one of them got six pages deep and then turned around and said oh I can't do anymore I didn't realise this was going to be such a big project I'm sorry and just stopped six pages that I paid for each page so now I've got to find a new person to try and match the artwork of this guy Mm -hmm. so I haven't got to start again I bring a guy in his artwork was close it was probably better than the other guy anyway it was but, but it was close um, so he started on page seven and then we got to the end when we realised it doesn't match it just doesn't match yeah. so then he said to me look I'll charge you half price for those that first six pages scenes as you've already done them before and so yeah we, we you know we, these were the challenges but I say that to say don't let anything stand in your way when you want to do what you need to do there is always a way one of the one thing about the human brain is it is incredibly resourceful and you will be surprised what they say is um necessity is there you go (laughs) yeah yeah and so at the end of the day you just gotta get to that point where if you've got these ideas and you've got this the, the, the 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 story mapped out in your head even if you just draw it as stick men in panels and then right over the top of it whatever sentinel nine then arrow and then right over the next person you know villain a villain b write your little speech bubbles and do it that way and then get yourself an illustrator and say this is describe what your character looks like this is what i want him to look like and i want him and these are so give him the ideas and then you get your character how you want it right that's him and then you move right this is the next stage i've got this drawn up i need you now to take this character and put it into these panels and you just build it like that will take a bit longer but yeah. you get it done believe me because one thing that the social media and the internet has done it is brought all of these guys right to our doorsteps now so my illustrator for harry book one uh, uh, he lived in texas okay and my colorist lived in australia and i'm in the uk and so we're going, me writing writing um, rough pages uh, and, and drawing rough illustrations, sending them to Kevin in Texas, to Kevin doing the penciling, sending them to Matt in Australia, sending it all back to me to confirm it. What well, we need to do some changes. Uh, goes back to Kevin, goes back to Matt, then back to... That's how it had to go internationally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's a, that's a, that's a fine point you, you've made there. Um, and I think there's a point I was trying. There's a point I was trying to make in all that as well. Um, then I met a student. Mm-hmm. I met someone who was a student here. Was I think president of the arts and something society. So it was good with creating, uh, drawing up characters and stuff. So I offered him um, some percentage of creative rights. Yeah, you know. He, which he turned down yeah. anyway. You know, he turned yeah. that down. But the point I'm making is, sometimes we focus so much on money. Yes. You know, focus so much on the present, on the hard cash right now, right now, you know, right here now. But sometimes, yeah. because there are some people that make so much money in Marvel and DC, you know, but... It, from residuals or from owning yeah. IP you know yeah like so I was saying okay you drop these characters and you own some part of the creative rights to the character you know so my point my question is 
if for instance you are partnering with someone because you said earlier the person has to have some skin in the game so to speak like there should be something for him to to make some uh, either by way of payments or something that he should receive there should be some sort of gain for whoever you're collaborating with is it possible to say okay we're coming to do this together um in terms of hard cash right now that's not on the table what's on the table is maybe equity stake in in the creation or you feel you feel that would be a bit too that would be taking too much control from from you as a creator um not really and i think that's the way around it i think those 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 um i think those are definitely um the ways to get around it is equity stakes i i i, I genuinely do and and just be, being able to come to sensible um compromises and and you know percentages and so on and so forth i think i think that in all honesty i think for people that haven't got huge amount of financial backing that's mm-hmm. actually the only option that they've got is to be able to bring people on board and be able to say look you know own some of this project and and also um one of the things that that does is that it makes everybody wanting to win if you've just got to turn up and get paid and then leave then it kind of doesn't matter if it wins loses or draws yeah because doesn't matter yeah because paid, once you've done once you've done your own what you you think or perceive to be your own part of the business mm-hmm. you know you're gone yeah you know for instance if you feel um like join sentinel knight is or creating the concept art for sentinel knight is your own part of the it's your own gig okay you come up with the character two swords da 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 visor that uh, you you drop the character and okay i'm done i get paid a thousand pounds 300 pounds whatever i get paid yep. and i'm gone you know so exactly that continued that vested interest is gone you know you no longer have the vested interest to keep pushing you know so um i'll just give you a hint as well as we're, we're talking on today's episode um this creator's attack that we're having today, I'm looking at making it a regular thing to have it like once a week because I normally have three shows out every week. I don't know okay. how I do how I manage to do it, but I always have three shows out <laughs> every week. So I'm thinking of having creator's attack as an an episode for each week. So yeah. it will either be on the fa- um, Facebook Live. And then when I get the um, IG page set up as well, it could either be on the IG page as well. Yeah. So um, it'll be on there. So what I'll be doing is I'll be doing comic book reviews for independent comic creators, having creators such as yourself come on and have a discussion on their own comics, the comics of other creators, the artwork of other creators, and then can then go on to talk about established comics like marvel and dc and all that stuff but yep. the main focus would be on indie creators so you'd have your animators you have your comic book creators you could have your directors you know just have a pool of people who are creative in this space you know who create content in this space so it could lead to people collaborating that's fine it could just be we come up there and just have a discussion about all this you know because that's something i've seen 
we criticize, we talk about the Europeans so much that the uh, we are being discriminated sometimes, but we need to learn from how they do stuff. Facts. You know, we need to learn because you have those who create, who create the comics, you know, who create the the TV shows, but you have those who build the interest in and around that co- the comics and the movies. You know, you have yeah movie pundits, movie cri- critics. You have people who have u- various YouTube YouTube channels, various platforms dedicated to reviewing these comics, talking about them, and builds interest. You know, so you hear about this comic from some other place. You see it on Twitter. Like there's comicbook.com. It's on Twitter. I'm not sure they've ever said anything about Heru comics, but they say a lot of stuff about about Marvel, about DC comics, about DC movies and stuff like that. So I think it's time we have that sort of drive as well, you know, yeah. where you have people talking about, oh, Hero Comics, this edition, I read it, it was amazing. Um, I like what he did with this, 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 you know, talk talk about it to build the interest because that's, that's what makes a studio to even approach you, you know, yeah. to approach a content creator to say, okay, because... Let me tell you, let me, I'm sure you know this as well, but yeah, DC, Marvel, they're well what you're doing. You know? Oh, yeah. They're well what you're doing. They, they, they see what's happening. But they're just yeah. waiting for you to be that big, you know, big enough uh, to sort of, to prove to them that, okay, if we, let's say, we buy the comic or we buy the rights to make a movie for the comic, based on the comics rather there'll be that interest and the yeah. interest is built from the the buyers of the comics those who read who um, watch the content you you put on or whatever platform youtube and the likes or on ig or if you're eventually able to make a, a movie and then the amount of people talking about it as well you are correct. Sorry to cut you, but but, but but what you said there just stuck out to me because you're absolutely correct. So, you know, when I had this meeting with the production company, the, the, all they were interested in is the numbers, exactly. as in sure. how many people are um, have bought, you know, your comic book, how many fans, how many followers, how many supporters, what are the numbers? Because they're not interested in anything else. They couldn't care. They don't even care if it's rubbish, if it's good, if it's you know, if it's good, that just that's just a bonus. Yeah. But yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a numbers game. So you're you're absolutely right. The, the big boys are watching and they're waiting until there's a level of market penetration. And once you've hit that level of market penetration, then of course um, the offers and the interest come. Now, my plan before this whole lockdown thing went down yeah. was what I wanted to do was I actually want to launch uh, the reason why I've made the digital download so cheap and also the audio book so cheap is I basically want to just get the numbers up and my thing was I just rather than set up a crowdfunder and say donate this my whole thing is the digital download is £1.50 it's no money just get it even if you get it and delete it even if you get it and don't want to watch it just get it because what that does for me is it shows one extra set of eyes that are are aware of the project it's an extra name so that when i do go to the production companies i can say look 
Mm. I've got 20,000, 30,000, 50,000 people, mm -hmm. you know. They don't need to know that they just spent £1.50 on a digital download that they didn't even what they didn't even read. All they see is numbers and there you go. Here's the money. Let's get this animation done or let's get this live action movie done. Thought, yeah, That's exactly. just basically how it works. So I'm at, my next move is really to kind of launch a campaign um, to just basically really get people to either download the audio book download the digital book i'll probably you know do if you download the audio book get a free digital book with it you know just to add another incentive and what i'll do is um and i'll just have some sort of chart to show us where we are you know show us this is where we need to get to guys and this is where we are right now spread the word get people involved it's gonna minimum it's gonna cost you is one pound fifty and a little bit of time you know maybe five ten minutes to actually go on the website and do it it takes no time at all you know and that way that's the only but that's the only way we're gonna be able to you know move forward maybe not everyone can afford 12 pounds for the for the paperback so i've created the digital thing and made it you know really really cheap a lot of people are doing digital books at four no no one pound fifty let's go yeah, you know one pound yeah. fifty mm -hmm. so what I'll be doing is, what I'll do, one of the things I'll do when I start the Facebook Live or from the next um, edition of Creators Attack, it will be to, so what I'll do is I will download, I'll um, purchase the digital download for Hero Comics. I think I'll do that for the first, for the first book. Yeah. And I'll have a read through probably, I'll, I'll read it in 20, 30 minutes. Are really true and then it will be part of the comics i would review you know i'll just do a review of the comics um yeah should be monday next week i'll do a review of the comics and hopefully you join me as well yeah um on the facebook live so the page is ugo's take same name as um uh, same name as as the the podcast it's ugo's take yeah. on facebook so you could just go like it on there so and then turn on notifications so when once i go live i can call you, you could come on come on the show and then we could just talk about it because that's this is something i've been thinking about you know i've looked at there used to be this show on youtube but for whatever reason the show the channel has kind of undergone um a 360 turn a 360 yeah. turn around because used, they used to have different shows like um, it's Collider. I don't know if you've heard of Collider movies, Collider video on YouTube. No. Because they used to be very big. They had this. They had this show. They, they normally had. Oh, they called. Um, was about comics. Now, uh, what's the name of the show? I can't quite remember the name. It was about comics. Uh, something heroes, I think. Something heroes. But it was on. If you just go on YouTube and search Collider. Exactly, Collider Heroes. The name of the okay. it was Collider, and then that the particular show that focused on comics was Collider Heroes. So you had people coming on talk about, of course, the established Marvel and DC comics, and then they also um, discussed pool list. Those they had a pool list that's comics you should read for the week, or outstanding comics, or interesting comics that people should read, and all this yep. go to build interest around a comic book area you know around a particular comic book you know so these are things that many indie people lack not just for comic book creators alone but like people who create stuff i've noticed that they have this mindset of i'm the creator i know everything you know 
yeah. I create it. I'm, I'm a genius in marketing as well. I'm a genius in promoting as well. I know everything about it. And so if you bring any idea, any alternate idea, and say, okay, I can do this to support this. And they're like, no, no, don't worry, I can do it. Yeah, you know? that happens a lot. You know, I'm very passionate and I have it. <laughs> what you find is people get very protective, protective of their work over, <laughs> <you know? laughs> over their work and over their thing and you're right what they end up doing is thinking one thing that people above, and you know it's a really good point you make because creators have got to learn to let go they've mm-hmm. got to learn to um, delegate responsibility to people that are experts in fields that they are not and that's the God's honest truth most creators don't know a damn thing about marketing you know like I'm talking about you know the guys that are doing the drawings or the writing they really don't they think they do but they don't <laughs> and they end up making it worse they, you know you need to bring in these people you need to bring in experts in in, in in different arenas to make your product the best that it can be and that's just the, that's just the truth yeah you know? it really is and for me they're just sorry to cut you short they're just two things you should do to protect yourself as a creator two things first you have your confidentiality agreement yeah. You know, so the person signs it, da, 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 confidential, and then you register your trademark. Facts. Register your trademark for the, for the character under maybe literary publications and under that class, the IP office. It could be about 150, 200 pounds, there about. You register yeah. your um, your character. You have this. You have this protection. You know. The confidentiality yeah. agreement it doesn't have to be long and verbose. Just one page, two page. You have it down, and nobody's going to mess with you because I know I understand there's a need to protect your IP. You know, there's that need to do that, so you do that. But sometimes, don't stifle your uh, let go so that you can promote. You could promote your uh, creation and take it to the next level you know so i'm someone who is crazily passionate about stuff so i i look at the long game yeah i have a long game approach and so sometimes i don't even say anything and people are crazy when i just say don't worry i want to do this free let's just collaborate and do this and like that they feel a bit weird for someone to just come up and say okay i'll let's just do this free I'll just do this free because there's something I see, you know, that can happen in the future. So it's not all about yeah. the two pounds, three pounds, one pound, 200 pounds, whatever that you get right now, or one thousand pounds that you get right now, you know, because if I buy something off for one, if I give a service for a thousand pounds and that goes on to make 10 million pounds, what have I made? What have I gained? you know so that kind of um collaboration so um hello yeah okay so now uh apart from heru are there other characters that you've created as well yeah, so I've got a whole, I've got a whole universe um, <laughs> that I'm actually right in the middle of writing. I mean, literally, you've, you, you've basically just um, 
you're like on my break, my 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 my, my hour break that I give myself. Um, but I'm in the middle of writing and drawing um, something called the Age of um, Heroes and Villains. Okay. And um, yeah, so there's a whole load of characters that are that are um, that are a part of, of 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 that whole thing. And this basically happens 600 years um, after Heru, basically. Okay. So this is. This is the result of what happens. We get we've got Heru books one to five, and then in book five, um, without giving too much away, but when Heru returns, Heru in book three, which is going to be out in December, um, Heru leaves Earth to save it, and when he returns, he feels like he's been away for six days, but in actual fact, it's been six hundred years, and the world is a very different place to what he left um, because of the uprising and the revolution the way he comes back to a very very different world and after um an act of um heroics on his behalf okay. somehow he, he releases magic and superpowers into the world and then what we have after that is the age of heroes and villains and so um I've, I've started book one of the age of heroes and villains now and i've got another title called heru sixth century which talks about the 600 years where where he was away you know what was happening during what he thinks is six days but it's actually it was six centuries and the, what was happening in outer space um and on earth while he was away so i've got that we are that's currently in the hands of another team and the funny thing that you should say that because i did a video the other day on my instagram talking about supporting independent um uh supporting independent creators and um and i have all the independent books that i have bought over the last couple of years and i pretty much buy all the independent guys books and i was basically given not a review i was just saying look these are the guys that i've bought i do i'm serious when i say about supporting people i mean it you know i i actually do it. i spend my money and i was sort of talking about it and one of the books that i bought is a book by a group of guys called concrete comics um, and they produced some books called Acolyte, uh, um, Odina, and there was another one, um, the, the Absolver. And I bought their three books and we kind of went back and forth. They bought Heru, um, we've kept in contact. And now we're basically co-creating this book. I've hired their team to create Heru Sixth Century. So we're working together at the moment. Um, and we're probably about five pages deep now. And they're in America, they're based in Philadelphia. I'm over here. We've never ever met before we're doing everything online <laughs> that's <laughs> and, nice and i literally we literally met each other because i bought their book and they bought my book we yeah, liked what each good. other done and we just start, sparked up a dialogue and you know here we are so you know there, there is there and this is why i say these are the things that i like to focus on you know there's a guy that does um uh there's a guy that does black sands entertainment and, and and i've tried to reach out to him a few times um, and I've never, you know, I've tried to, you know, DM him and stuff because I love what he does and so on and so forth. And I've never, never had any response from him and stuff. And and then he, um, I saw a video he did the other day and he was basically talking about, um, you know, the fact that we can't go out and vend at the moment, you know, and he's saying, you know, all of, and, and he used the word, he said, all of my competitors that are relying on vending for the, and now that there's been shut down, you know, you can't, you know, rely on vending because now we can't go out. All the events have been cancelled and we can't go out and sell our books. But what stood out to me, what was so interesting was the word competitors because I don't see myself, any other black, in particular, independent creator, 
I do not see me as a competitor or them as my competitor. I really don't. I don't think truth can compete against truth. Truth yeah. just confirms truth. They're doing great stuff. I'm doing great stuff. We support each other. In my opinion, that's just how I view it. If you're creating dope black content and I'm creating dope black content, I'm going to sing your praises and I hope you'll do the same. But I am not seeing you as a competitor. I'm yeah. really not. And it's just so interesting the language that he used, you know. So for me, I try as much as I can. If you know, if you bring if you bring out a book tomorrow, I'm gonna buy it. I, I'm, it's gonna be in my collection because I collect comics. You know, I have friends you go that collect comics. They're comic collectors. They buy Marvel, they buy DC, they buy Image, they buy Dark um, Dark Horse, they buy all these comic books. They've got all of it, but they haven't got my comic. And I just think, what is that? That is the most weirdest thing because you collect comics. This is what you do. So you go and get on the bus and go to Forbidden Planet and, and queue up and spend lots of money on your collection, building your collection. But yet still, you, and I'm really excited about new new independent stuff. I've got a book there called Isnana and it's based on the um, uh, independent. Again, I saw him on Instagram and this guy's done a Spider-Man, but it's based on um, Anansi. A Ghanaian story, the Ghanaian spider. You know, it's brilliant. I love the idea. I'm just like, yo, that's dope. You know, the guys that did black, I have their book around there. You know, I, I, I genuinely buy independent comics and add it to my creation and my collection. So my collection isn't just Marvel, DC, Image, and all the rest of it. My, com I've got all sorts around there because I'm really into. You know, this is what I do. I'm a comic book collector, and I'm not, I'm not so shackled to this mentality of Marvel or DC. You know, mm -hmm. I like great stories. I like great content. And if you produce great content, then I'm going to check it out. And if you put something together, the only way I'm going to know whether it's good or not is if I buy it. <laughs> exactly. Sure. 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 You, you can't know how, how um, you taste until you actually taste it. Exactly. You know, you can say, hmm, it looks chocolatey, exactly. but I'm not quite sure if it's chocolate. You have to actually take it off the shelf and put it in your right. mouth, you know, for it and say, yeah, right. you, you're setting off how it tastes. Feel, I just feel that a lot of the time we just don't give these um, um, independent creators, um, we don't give them a, a, a fair chance yeah. because we, you know, we look at the front cover and think, nah, yeah. and you just think, what? But yet still we buy, you know, anything Marvel bring out, we're the first ones down there, you know. And, and even if we're going to complain, oh, that book was rubbish, but we still went and bought it. Still so, well, why can't I do that with an independent? Why can't I go and check him out? And if it's not good, then so be it. But what if it's great? Yeah. And I think that, that's, that's, that's where I'm at with it. So, you know, with it, there's a lot of challenges and um, there's a lot of uh, decolonizing of the mind, I think, that has got to go on because it's like, if you're, you know, Marvel and DC and, and, and Image and Dark Horse, these kind of larger companies have like colonized people's minds and somehow just shut out the kind of independent guy. But for as long as I can, you know, I, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I believe in it. Um, I know it's going to do well. Uh, you know, I, I, I know, I just know. And I just I just have to keep going. And and along the way, if, if, if I can help anyone on my journey, I'm more than happy to do it because, you know, I'm just not the sort of person that wants to sort of be sitting 
you know, on on the top of the world in the ivory tower by myself. Yeah, you definitely. know, I want other people doing it. I think it's great that we've got Marvel and DC and Image and you know Dark Horse. I think it's great that we've got these options. You know, I think we've it's great that we've got Tesco's and Sainsbury's and Morrison's and Lidl and Audi. You know, we we I wouldn't want there to just be only Sainsbury's in the world. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And so the same thing. I want the same sort of thing. I want there to be you know JP and comics and concrete comics and you know what's the web crawler comics i think they're called the guys that do his nana you know then you've got the guys that do that that comic book black did you ever read that one black black where in the future only black people have superpowers no, they, it's, it's, it's the comic books just called black they're from another independent um, um craze but they did their book in black and white and it's quite thick like a graphic novel perfect bound um, again, if you check that video out on my page, you, you'll see it because I bought their book as well. And they raised £50,000 on a crowdfunder to make their book, to make that book black. I remember it was about two years ago and that's what got me. I saw it on Facebook and I was like, wow, 50 grand, that's pretty good. And so I, 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 and I bought the book. Um, again, nice story, really good artwork. You know, so but I want all these different guys to be out there. You know, variety is the spice of life. Exactly, 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 brother. So, um, if you if you can, or I would also try to reach out to um, these independent creators myself, so we could all come on Facebook Live, have a big show, you know, everyone Definitely. just comes out and geek out about each other's work, you know, yep. come out and we all talk about it. it. Could be on Facebook Live or IG Live or even on Zoom, you know, we all come on, we all come on there, talk about it, talk about the various characters and stuff. And right now you've got me inspired. So I think the three characters I've created, or I have three characters I've created, which is one is Dioha. Dioha is because um, there's an African deity, a Nigerian deity known as yeah. Amadioha. Yeah. Okay. Amadioha yeah. is the god of lightning and thunder. Yeah. Yeah. So more of like your Thor. So you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The god of lightning and thunder. So Dioha now is a warrior that taps into that power you know ah uh, yes he taps yeah, yeah, into yeah. the power from that deity you know was betrayed on the battlefront by his friend and confidant and all that on the, on the, in the battlefield and then he uh, just at the point where he's about to die you know he gets that power that gives him his superpowers and gives him life right. you know and then there's sentinel knight that i've talked about as well it's more like a batman-esque kind of character which is no superpowers per se he doesn't fly he doesn't shoot laser beams from his eyes but got mad martial arts skills trained by a sensei in different martial arts you know so parents killed and all that so he came back to his city and tries to redeem the city you know and then the last one is skill shot skill shot for me is a character that i drew from um wolverine a mixture yeah. of wolverine and bloodshot you know bloodshot this movie that vin diesel is doing vin diesel yeah, yeah, yeah it's vin a diesel. great movie yeah bloodshot so this character is he was a soldier you know a modern day soldier and then he too was about to die. He was gravely injured uh, when he was sent for uh, sent uh, to a particular Black Ops mission. And then 
because he was about to die, a proposal was made that, okay, we, would ha we have this alien sect that alien sect that was sent that we that we found um lodged in the earth somewhere and we're going to try this experimental um procedure on you so are you up for it so it was like okay i'm dying anyways so why not and then he the, the treatment is tried on him uh it was it kind of failed but at the end of the day it succeeded you know it was the, the procedure was successful and then he uh -huh. became a superhero in the likes of Wolverine, kind of. But not that he has any, um, um, that he has any uh, metal claws or anything like that. But yeah. he's a, a bad martial artist, a, a badass um, marksman, you know. And his superpowers are in that light. And he has this regenerating. Um, he's, a, he's he's able to regenerate, you know. So he's kind of unkillable uh, that's the phrase to you so these are three characters that i've created you know the kill shot is still in the works but these are two i've already written stuff about them but it's just that i don't have any drawings about them and stuff so i would look to work with illustrators as well maybe work with work with you or maybe if you like could have dioha be in the heru universe if that's something that i that I would want or just bring this these things to life so once again, my brother, it's been nice having you on here. I know you were meant to be catching up another meeting. I know you're very busy. You're very busy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, hopefully we'd like to get you back on the show uh, when it's possible. Hopefully by next week, as we've already discussed on the show. And then you could also tell the people like you did last time, tell them where they can find your, your, um, find your stuff, how they can download your stuff. I know you've talked about digital download. But what yep. other places they can yeah. get your work? Yeah, definitely. Um, www.heru, that's H-E-R-U, Heru Comics, all one word, herucomics.com. Yeah. So it's quite simple, www.herucomics.com. And we've got a lot of great stuff on there. We've got posters, we've got um, uh, a digital download, uh, we've got the audio book, which is just fantastic right now. And it's on sales, it's only $4.99. Um, all the sound effects, all, it's basically like a part one of a series, all different actors' voices. You know, we've, we've done, we've gone in, we've, we've, we've gone in, we've made it a real experience. Um, so yeah, and obviously the, the, the paperbacks are there too. So yeah, very, very, very um, excited about what's going on and the next stages where we're going to be taking stuff too. So definitely get involved in the journey, guys. Yeah. Jump on board. The Heru train is moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, my brother. Hope to, to right, hear well, from well, you well. next episode. Um, have a successful meeting and have a nice time. Thank you so much. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. Take care. You're welcome. Bye. So, people, that was Jason Barrett on the show once again. So, we've come to the end of today's episode. Um, hopefully, we'll be having another episode by Wednesday. So, keep your ears peeled. Keep your eyes open. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. And so, this is Ugo Amadi saying, have an excellent week. Have a beautiful day. And have an excellent week. Bye-bye.